0: Let's research as we do the podcast. That's what I reckon. It's more efficient that way. <laughs> Welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull
1: up a bar store and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 240 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. Hey, Chris, did you realize we're on Instagram and Facebook and we really like it if someone comments on it and likes it? Uh, I try and avoid that. (laughs) So we've got a system in place. I will see it probably straight away. Chris might see it in two weeks, but we have a system. So if you do listen to us and you've made it this far through the podcast, uh, make sure to come check us out and say yeah, hi. Yeah,
0: say hello. Send us a picture or something. Don't oh, know, what you, what I don't, you do on I don't, Instagram. I don't know how that works.
1: I don't know about sending a picture.
0: <laughs> Tag us into something.
1: This week, uh, I've been tired. I've been at the gym. I'm sore. And I think Chris has uh, got most of the topics this week. Pretty and much uh, this. Pretty much all of them. So there's no research done by me on anything. <laughs> uh what could go wrong? <laughs> All right, so I'm going to
0: ignore the ancient cowrie again. Oh no, actually let me just really mention it really quickly cuz I've been putting this off week by week. <laughs> yeah, it's been being moved. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, it's not that cool, but it sort of is cool. Okay, So it's an ancient cowrie tree. Yeah. And in it it's got the record of Earth's magnetic field reversal.
1: Right. Was
0: that? In mean? the rings. So when the magnetic fields Jiggle, which last oh, time okay. was like hundreds of thousands of years ago. I have no idea when that was. It probably does say it somewhere in this article, but I can't be bothered. Um, it actually says, oh, hang on. The tree which has been buried in 26 feet of soil measures 8 feet in diameter, 65 feet in length. Carbon data revealed it lived for 1,500 years yeah. between 41,000 and 42,000 years ago. Whoa. Right? Okay. Um, there's nothing like this anywhere in the world. Um and it's got a name. It's this Nāwaha oh, Kauri is unique. It, the lifespan of the Tree covers a point in Earth's history where the magnetic field almost reversed. At this time, the magnetic source north and south went on an excursion but did not quite complete a full reversal.
1: Oh, right. Wow. Um, okay.
0: And so magnetic field is thought to be generated by the iron in the planet's core as it moves around. Yep. Um, blah, 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 blah. I assume that happens but if it you've just, got... But fl- it just amazed me that they could find a tree buried that was that old, and instead of just throwing it in the fire to, to, to heat up the house, which is probably what happens in New Zealand more than anything else, um, some scientists looked at it, and they looked at it in such a way that they go, oh, this magnetic ring's almost flipped over.
1: Somebody must have been pretty good at jumping on that real quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, they must have been... It must have been like an archaeological dig no, to find it.
1: it. Well, although uh, old carry is all protected, isn't it? Swamp carry and that, so yeah, yeah, yeah. they would have had to notify someone MPI probably.
0: <laughs> probably, um, Bill Bill Nye. So uh, our our American uh, listeners will probably know way more about Bill Nye, uh,
1: the science guy, as he's known. That's right, Bill. You Nye, You know Nye the what science he's guy? not? No, he's not the Ark guy. What does that mean? He doesn't believe in the Ark. No, he went to the
0: Ark Encounter. <laughs> you know,
1: we've talked about the Ark Encounter Yes, before. that's the giant Ark some dude built, hey? <laughs> yes. And you go and yes. have a look at everything.
0: Bill Nye, the head, headline was like, Bill Nye, colon, Ark Encounter is brainwashing kids.
1: <laughs> wow, that's uh, you know, straight to the
0: point. He's worried that uh, kids are being brainwashed at Ken, Ken Ham's Ark Encounter. Um, where's the bit that I wanted to read out? On the third deck of the Ark, every single science exhibit is absolutely wrong, not just rec- misleading,
1: but wrong. That's a quote. Okay, <laughs> I mean, what sort of does it say? What type of science things they have? Well, had?
0: pretty much that
1: that one was where all the
0: kids in the Ark are holding the dinosaurs and stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want to be hugging the dinosaurs? That seems uh, legit. Humans
0: and dinosaurs were not alive at the same time.
1: Hey, but if I've watched cartoons, I'm led to believe they were. So. Yeah, here, here we go. As one might
0: expect, Nye was particularly peeved with an exhibit showing dinosaurs living alongside mankind. And Indeed, the idea that dinosaurs, which became extinct roughly 65 million years ago, lived contemporaneously with humans who didn't appear on Earth until 50 to 100,000 years ago, is absurd.
1: Okay. Well, you could see how that would upset some people. Yeah. If you're in that realm. Um, so his
0: last quote was on this article, um, I'm not busting anyone's chops about a religion. This is about the absolutely wrong idea that the Earth is 6,000 years old, and that's alarming to me.
1: <laughs> I want to see him go on about flat Earth. They should have had him in the documentary.
0: I reckon he, oh, there must be a soundbite on him on flat Earth somewhere. There you go. go. If you're listening to this and you know, uh, send it through to us. Um, This cracked me up too. Um, The War Medal Miracle. The what? The War Medal Miracle is the the title. A couple of weeks ago, an 81-year-old Vietnam veteran by the name of Bill contacted our trust and safety team. You know why I said our trust and safety team? I do. Because this is on the Trade Me newsroom. And half of the story was, I'm like, what? Trade Me has a newsroom?
1: (laughs) I didn't know they had a newsroom, but I knew they had something. It's the Trade Me newsroom. Yeah, feel-good stories or something. Uh, Anyway. um, Trade Me is uh, our version of eBay, if you're wondering. Yeah.
0: Um, So, trust and safety team about some war medals he'd seen on site. Uh, These medals were his. Pretty confusing. As to his knowledge, those medals were with his uniform in his wardrobe. It turns out several years back, Bill took his uniform to be mounted for presentation. Yes. Whereas medals had been cloned and then swapped for fakes.
1: There was a guy that got done for all of that, and I'm sure we spoke about it a couple of years ago. Or we may not have, but it happened. And this guy... They had to go through all the ones donated to Waiuru and figure out what was fake and what was uh, the real ones. And a lot of them had been duplicated. And I'm sure it was this one guy that was doing it. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, yeah.
1: Because uh, I think the rule is that the ones on display are normally duplicates, and that's okay. But the families weren't being given the proper ones back. Like,
0: Damn. Um, so anyway, so they got that sorted out, and this Trade Me staff had got flowers.
1: So oh, that's very cool. But
0: I, yeah, I, I don't know. That, that cracked me up. Because the
1: next bit. day there's a story about a uh, – oh, I didn't even read it. It was something to do with a shady uh, World War jacket from a family member or something, and somehow they've sold it for like $50,000 or something. Oh, Jesus. But the ownership is real grey, and it somehow – I don't know.
0: Yeah, that sort of thing always is. Um, yeah,
1: no, I just, I wouldn't want to know.
0: So what's your favourite Rutger Hauer movie?
1: Oh, you know, Blade Runner. Mm. Although, although
0: I would probably say Hitcher first.
1: What about... Um, Blind Fury. It was great. Oh, time. Blind Fury. Oh, yeah, Blind Fury. I remember saying that. Uh, what about, if you scroll down through this uh, amazing article you've linked to, Chris, oh. uh, what about some of the ones he's done recently?
0: Oh, yeah, I did see did that. Did you read those <laughs> names? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I can't remember any of them. Hang on, I'll get there for you. <laughs> Hobo with a Shotgun. <laughs> 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 I wanted to see that. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, I wanted to see that film. <laughs> but nice. I do want to rewatch Hitcher because at the time... I was quite young. I don't know if I've ever seen Hitcher. Uh, it is gory as... Well, actually, it'd be interesting because if you watch it with yeah. today's eyes, whether it is as gory. No, it's probably but not. But at the time, it was shocking. The girls were screaming. We were in a party-type environment and there was loads of girls there. Yeah. The girls were screaming and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, um, it, was, it, was, it was definitely a creepy film.
1: He's also been in Dracula 3D recently. <laughs> but Hobo with a Shotgun. Yeah. I mean, that sums it up straight away. You know what you're going kind to of get with that. I know. And if
0: I know. I want to watch Hobo with a shotgun now.
1: Okay, we'll track, we'll we'll track, track that, that down.
0: down. And Hitchell, because you have to watch Hitchell. It was very good. It was very... Uh, what's the word? Um, the The sense of being there was, was pretty good. Anyway. Yeah. Ambiance. I'm going to say ambiance. Not quite the right word, but yeah, it's close enough. Um, so... I did ask if you'd heard anything about the poor driving in Sydney. Yes. And you have since. I've got a clip to video there. I don't
1: think you've asked me if I've seen it. I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Oh, okay. So I mentioned it the other day and you said, oh, put it on the thing. I'm like, yeah, okay, I won't tell you anything else. So in Sydney, a guy in a van is driving along a van. I've seen the camera footage and he's driving really fast down the street and clips a cop car outside a cop.
1: (laughs) Yeah, station. Yeah, as you do. As just you carry do. on
0: <laughs> and he keeps going. And I don't think anybody was right there, or, no. or you didn't see anybody in the camera because you know it's just a yeah. fixed camera. Okay. Um, but they pulled him up. They found found him and pulled him up a couple of k's away. Yeah. And in the van, what do you have in the van when you when you really don't want to uh, um, probably attract the attention of the oh, police? I'm
1: assuming he's got pounds of drugs. Two hundred million dollars
0: worth of methamphetamines.
1: What? Two hundred 200 million. million
0: Australian dollars. So, in the CNN and all that, says one hundred and forty American. But I assume he's off American. his face as well. Well, That'd you'd have to be, think you? so. <laughs> okay, just going to be really, really careful. Like, this is the easiest drug bust we've ever had.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to drive really, really, really carefully and not hit that police car and draw attention to myself. Oops. <laughs> Yeah. Oops, I did it again. (laughs) (laughs) Far out. That's so dumb. Actually, talking about that briefly, did you see the car chase yesterday in Auckland? No. Oh, so some people are getting in some serious trouble today, and it's not the people involved in the stolen car. So a stolen car, suspected stolen car, was going down the Auckland motorway. The Eagle police eagle helicopter was following it at a distance, but no police were actually chasing it. He went down the southern motorway the wrong way. And then just drove headfirst into another car. Oh, f- and there's footage of that. Oh, no. Uh, everyone's okay. Oh, really? Yeah, no one died. But a pretty, pretty full-on crash, right? Yeah. Within, I don't know, an hour of it happening, footage was on stuff in Herald. Cool. Now they're saying, where's the footage come from? Police didn't okay it. Police haven't even seen it. Someone's getting in big trouble. I think it's from the Auckland Transport camera system.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, anyway, um, the drug, commonly known as ICE, uh, was divided into 13 boxes, each box with 21 1-kilogram bags. Well, that sounds the organized.
1: Bag. It sounds organized.
0: Yeah. Um, the driver identified by police
1: is Simon 2, T-U, 26. Um, you yeah. imagine getting that phone call. You're in charge of the drug running and all this sort of stuff, and you're like, okay, we've been busted, and you're like, okay, Is it an informant? Have we got a mole? Has all this stuff happened? Nah, Simon just drove into the side of a police car. (laughs) Outside a police station. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he would have been trialling that product. He would have been all over it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Interestingly, while I was researching this, and we'll put the uh, clip of this video on the show notes. Um, While I was researching this, I came across some other stuff. Did you know North Korea has a
1: significant crystal meth issue? North Korea. Yeah. No, I don't know. No, um, so swing in, to mine. in some
0: of the rural areas, right, um, they reckon up to 80% of people have tried it and 40% of people are addicted. Whoa. That's huge.
1: Yeah, keep them under control.
0: Well, yeah, and, and I guess, guess they got bugger all else to do, right?
1: Yeah. I don't know. You saw I, the thing about the meth gators, eh? Meth gators, no. Oh, it's like, I want to say Florida. Let's just say Florida. Let's say
0: Florida because Hamilton is Florida. Yeah, anyway, sorry.
1: Uh, They've all been advised to stop flushing their meth when they're trying to get rid of it down the down the toilet because the gators are eating it and going on meth-fueled rampages. <laughs>
0: oh, you're shitting me. No, it's a thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and... Just,
0: I'm trying to think what would happen if we had a hair. Can you imagine some mythed out hedgehogs running around a place? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and if the people that uh, made Sharknado and those high caliber films aren't already writing the script about meth gators,
0: <laughs> something's wrong. Uh, yeah. Craig? Craig? Craig Benson, you're thinking of you. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, speaking of Hamilton, since you brought up. Yeah, maybe, maybe
1: this could be a meth field thing, maybe.
0: <laughs> well.
1: How angry, <laughs> how angry have you been oh, So the question is Have you worked with someone before And they've done something irritating And they've made you so angry That you want to punch them Think about that for a second What would make you do that Because Chris found a story And briefly mentioned to me yesterday I'm going to get some more details on it. He's laughing away because this is great This has happened in Hamilton Just, uh, yeah, down, the, just, just, yeah.
0: just down the road from here yeah, Hamilton. Um, so the, the, the headline, which is all I read before, to be fair, so we're going to explore this together. We'll deep dive um, into it. <laughs> the headline was, Excessive toilet breaks prompt security
1: guard to beat up Collie. <laughs> 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 I'm
0: sorry, I can't stop laughing. I just want to really know fair. what
1: excessive is. like you know.
0: So anyway, I've got to read the story out. A uh, Hamilton security guard gave his colleague a beating after becoming frustrated beat, at the length of the other man's toilet breaks. Sioni Donald Pongi, 35, was sentenced to 60 hours of uh, community work when he appeared in the Hamilton District Court on Tuesday on a single charge of assault with intent to injure. Pongi and his victim were both employed by Armour Guard security and were both working at the work and income offices in Eccles Street when a dispute between them erupted into violence on Monday, the 1st of April. The <laughs> cause of the unrest was Pongi's growing frustration with the length of the victim's bathroom breaks. He approached the man and threatened, I will F you up, he said. His colleague walked away from him and out through the front doors of the office, but Pongi grabbed him from behind then punched him in the head, pushed him back and punched him again. Da, 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 da. Um, a fellow security guard attempted to separate Pongy from his victim, but as the police summary of facts before the case puts it, was unsuccessful due to the relentlessness of the defendant's actions.
1: Oh, I want to know how long these toilet the breaks are for. The came to
0: an end when members of the public intervened and dragged Pongy away from the other man. Members of the public, you're imag- saving security guards. Isn't it supposed to be the other way you around? You imagine going.
1: What are you fighting about? What's going on? Uh, he's been crapping too long. I've had enough.
0: In court, Ponge's counsel yeah. said he had engaged with the Hamilton Abuse Intervention Project of his own accord. Good on. And him. so far, attended three sessions. He was ashamed of what had proved to be a somewhat sustained attack.
1: Wow, right. He's
0: lost his job at Armagedd, Really? he? has found he? employment and a maintenance job So, you know, don't say you can't get a job In Hamilton, because, you know There's jobs um, everywhere He's got good support in the community And no previous convictions Or at least nobody willing to talk about them yeah. <laughs> but At least they get the smackdown. <laughs> um, Oh, He paid the victim Emotional harm reparation of $300 So there
1: you go Man, I just, I just <laughs> want to know How long the guy was in there for like, what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> five hours out of every day?
0: How much would you have to get really annoyed to, before you punch somebody? I actually left Gilmore's one day because I was so angry I was going to punch somebody. Yes, I remember that's that. that's the only time uh, I've been that angry in 20 odd years, I think.
1: I've been threatened twice at my last job, and but that's because I said no, because I was following the rules, and I stood up and I said, no, you can't go in there and help yourself to something. And they had a go at me. Yeah. And I was just like, nah, calm down. Yeah. Um, and at uh, when I worked Turners and Growers, there was like a temp guy that was super useless, like so bad. And we couldn't work out if he was super bad or if he was doing it on purpose. And he didn't know things. Like you find a lot of people don't know what a parsnip is. So yeah. we always had to say, go find the white carrot. Um, and he was stuffing up, stuffing up, stuffing up. And then the supervisor, Mark, stepped in and said... What's going on? And then this guy just goes, right, you want to fight me? Mark goes, "Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Hit me. And the guy wouldn't throw the first punch, so. Yeah. Uh, he was a temp worker, so he left. Uh, yeah. No, that's about it, really.
0: So i got a story here from News Hub that was sent to me by my Uncle John. Excellent. Thank you, John. How satellite images of New Zealand farms can help fight filth. And New Zealand scientists are looking to put satellite imagery to good use by ident- identifying Uh, pollution on Kiwi farms, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. University of Auckland's Intelligent Vision Systems Lab, IBS, is developing a way to spot pollution by applying computer vision techniques to photos. Da, 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 da. I thought
1: they already did this.
0: Yeah. The whole point is Hang on. that there is Mitchell. That's John's son,
1: my cousin. Oh, right. Look at him go. Yeah. Okay, look at him go. he's,
0: he's, He's... I should know how old he is. He's um, younger than yeah. you. Oh, he's like 20. Yeah,
1: he looks really 20, old. 20, 21. Anyway, so what's his role on that?
0: Um, well, he's just started um, in that team, and he's – because John had put, uh, son, I can't help you with your homework uh, anymore. It's It's got bit beyond me.
1: <laughs> Very, yeah, clever, clever. <laughs> but, so he did
0: there. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, good one, uh, Mitch, Mitchell. Yeah. Um, Good to see you doing well. Uh, we will put a link to that story in there just so that I can say to my uncle that I was blowing the trumpet for much. But, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, God, it does make me feel old, though.
1: Well, you are old. <laughs>
0: Actually, talking
1: about that, though, we've been listening to the BBC World Services podcast, 13 Minutes to the Moon. Yes. Uh, and it's the last 13. What, what was
0: the average age of? Uh... Oh, I wonder... <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: What is the average age? <laughs> Uh, twenty six of everyone working there in the flight control. Uh, but it was amazing. But it did crack me up a few times because I'm like,
0: I'm thinking of the ghost and oh, going, my, yeah. "Could you imagine him having a call?" So the ghost is the name of our flatmate.
1: We've 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 renamed him. He, he whatever his real name is, I don't know anymore. He's just called the ghost. Yeah. Uh, disappears in and out of his
0: room. He's twenty one years old. I wanna yeah, say, yeah,
1: I want to say that.
0: Yeah, and um, you can't imagine him making a call on life or death with anyone, could you? Really?
1: Oh, he, yeah, he actually came home last night, and I initiated a conversation with him, and I made him talk. I oh, did. You? And my daughter goes, "I've never heard him talk so much." <laughs> and I said, "Why was that?" She goes, "Oh, it's because you made him talk." I said, oh know. <laughs> I had to open. I had to uh, ask open ended questions." And he goes oh uh, he goes, Oh I said, you know, what's happening? Oh, you know, it's just the same old stuff. I said, So you know, getting over it yeah a little bit. And then he goes, Is Chris home? I said, I don't think he is. I think he's picking up his car. Okay. And then he disappears.
0: Alright. I'm gonna go out there today. Um I, I I grabbed this again, another story that I grabbed the headline and went, oh, I'll just put that aside <laughs> yeah, and read it later. It'll well, be great. Now's a good time to read it. Uh, but the,
1: what's happening, Chris?
0: What's the headline? It's off the rock, so you know it's. it's not I a think great I looked thing. at this one. Read the headline. Australian I I pot tell you. grower avoids jail because his weed was totally shit and
1: unusable. <laughs> Hang on, no, no, you're <laughs> correct. Yeah, you're correct. But but he's 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 a horticulturalist, like he's qualified in growing plants. And he couldn't grow it to get the buds on it. So there was nothing on the plant. It was just like the (laughs) stalky stuff. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, you're terrible, mate.
0: A 37-year-old horticulturist from Western Australia was snapped after more than 50 cannabis plants were found on his fruit orchard. But he's avoided serious jail time after the judge determined his weed was unusable.
1: Uh, But you see, if you went in and it was still young and early growth. I don't know. He must have been real bad. It must be. I don't know. There's got to be more to that story. I reckon. I reckon they yeah, just trying never, to shame him. Never,
0: never trust anything you gets just from a, a, a radio station. Um, so uh, I think that was all the things I had written Amazing. down, actually. But yeah. So uh, I'm off to Spookers again tonight. If you haven't been to Spookers, you definitely should make the effort to go to Spookers.
1: Chris was trying to advertise for them. Uh, no, it's, it's it's really good actually. You just say that because you get to jump out of things and scare oh, so,
0: people. <laughs> last weekend, on Saturday last week, I was in Disturbia. Disturbia is the clown house. I guess you call it the fun house, whatever. Um, so dressed as clowns. But the thing about Disturbia is, as you go in, it's it's dark. As it's, it's uh, well, I shouldn't say it's dark. There's dark bits and there's bright bits, but it it's all fluorescent.
1: Yeah, it's got UV lights in UV there. UV
0: lights eh? in there, fluorescent, and you wear 3D goggles which make these UV, um, the fluorescence jump out.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it's it's quite disconcerting. So that's all right. I'm like, Ooh, oh, I haven't been working in there before. That'll be interesting. Had to do my own makeup. So I had, um, oh, that's right. I took a photo and sent yeah. you a photo. Yeah, maybe I saw we a photo. should put that on the show notes. Maybe. I don't
1: know how bad that is. No, it should be good. Here's, uh, um, here's Sad Chris. <laughs> Yeah, so I
0: did a sad clown because I've never done clown makeup. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. But I have to use this fluorescent makeup because it jumps out at them, right? So that's cool. And I I got a really good uh, little shtick going, scaring some people. Um, But what cracked me up was the... uh, (laughs) The briefing beforehand. We have a briefing before every night. And they said, "Oh, we've got a ba- banquet party in the banquet room today. We haven't had one of those for a while. I guess midwinter you just don't get that many." No. Um, and um, she said, "But um, just so you know, it's a bus of elderly folks who are on a mystery bus tour and didn't know they were coming to speak <laughs>
1: Whoever organised <laughs> organised this trip is not organising any other Mavis, trips. Mavis, Mavis, that's the last time you're off the committee. You're off the committee. You can't do this again. We thought you pushed the boundaries when you made us go to that male strip review, but this, this has taken the cake. I'm not going into a haunted house and I'm not going to try and have a third heart attack, okay? I know you're trying to kill me because you want to be with Bob. (laughs) And I'm trying to jump out at people and go... Boo <laughs> I, don't, I
0: don't want them to have a heart attack He doesn't of want to be the
1: one like Code red uh,
0: <laughs> Hang on I've got to do first aid Yeah no no Actually the ones that came through I, I honestly don't think all of them came through Although there's a number of attractions So they didn't might not have all gone through mine anyway there were a few a uh, few of them, and, and, and we definitely had a good time with those guys scaring them and stuff. But, um, yeah, no, it was pretty good. But it was just, like, <laughs> book spookers for a mystery tour for elderly folks.
1: I don't know, what but the hell? I'm assuming it's, like, a young activities person maybe. <laughs> yeah, but I went for spookers. I went with my granddad
0: once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, so I am – oh, and I did a bit of filming, so I'm going to give a shout-out to Guy, uh, Guy Pickton. Um, the Guy he, and
1: Harley podcast. From the Go Guy and Harley
0: podcast, yes. So Guy was our camera guy in the um, – we did a shoot for an educational video. Uh, an all-day shoot. We got pretty much everything done. There was only one little minor issue, which is good for a whole-day shoot, uh, which isn't going to affect anything. So, yeah, Guy did a great job. So if you're looking for a cameraman, Auckland-based, uh, but I believe he can travel, um, get hold of Guy.
1: Yes. What What's that?
0: Oh, that's my um, <coughs> card reader. Another one? No, it's the one I had.
1: Oh, before. Okay. So a while back, I, I actually read this story because I wondered what was going on. So um, a few weeks ago, we talked about the landlord being in the roof installing insulation and uh, not feeling that at all.
0: And Sam stuck his head up to see if he had just pulled it all in one corner. Or actually, laid it out.
1: That's right. <laughs> but up there was a Waikato Times piece of newspaper from 1990. So you know, there's some good stuff in there. Yes. And uh, the-
0: how old were you in 1990?
1: Uh, I was eight. Really? Okay. I, I was eight. Was- I was in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> I was living overseas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris is very old. There's this, um, this look at the, more the, I we'll look at that guy there, how weird does that guy look? <laughs> look. Look at his face. <laughs> we'll put that on
0: the Facebook page. <laughs> it's a pretty crappy photo because it's a bit uh, yellowed, this paper. It doesn't matter.
1: The uh, guy looks completely on meth or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, I gotta,
0: I'm got on rock. What, a cra- what do you call it? Rock. He's got a big rock in his
1: hands. I don't know. But so the headline is man who makes rocks hits a big load. And these two guys. Makes rocks. Yeah. 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 So I read the story because I didn't know what was going on. So these two guys are holding this giant boulder. Right. So this guy who's an Auckland rock maker and his assistant. So his assistant there with him. Well, actually, the assistant is the weird looking one. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, This guy used to. uh, What he used to do. He used to do something with concrete, but um, he diversified and he moulded concrete. I used to make water channels. That's what he used to do. But he started making rocks, and um, he's the official rock maker to the New Zealand Pavilion at the 1992 World Expo in Spain.
0: I went to that. (laughs) Yeah. so so, It was great. The New Zealand Expo um, thing was fantastic.
1: So they had a wall there with 450 boulders that this dude and his weirdo... Mate,
0: Oh wow, I remember that
1: Yeah, and he said there's a real big interest in lightweight rocks for landscaping and stuff And, uh, you know, shop window displays, TV and theatrical props I oh, see, so, because I did wonder how they're picking that huge boulder up, because it looks... So, normally they'd weigh two and a half tons, but with his special magic they only weigh 25 kilos So I don't know if he's still going, but he uh, was thinking that oh, I think his business is going to be making rocks back in 1990 Good on him, go. <laughs>
0: I can't believe that intersected with my life at the um, Trade Expo.
1: See what happens. In
0: Sevilla. That's right.
1: That's right. So
0: hot. And we worked out that New Zealand Pavilion was one of the few that had water.
1: I thought you were going to say free alcohol or something. No, water. uh, Free water. So you
0: had to pay for water. And before I realised that, because they actually had a drinking fountain in the line, it was big. Nice. Line. And as you lined up, because it was 46 degrees C, uh, as you lined up, Wellington, uh, uh, the New Zealand Pavilion was had spray. Sprinklers? A f- fine spray. So yeah. you, it was fair. Ah, oh, it was so good. But it was really popular and you couldn't get there. What I found was it was cheaper to buy, um, what's it called? South Pacific lager from Papua New Guinea than it was to buy water anywhere else. So I uh, I drank quite when a bit When
1: you say Papua New Guinea, you mean their stand? Their stand. Yeah. Okay. I mean, of course, that if you're going to work something out, it would be that. Yeah,
0: well, it worked out cheaper than water. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm drinking beer. And, of course, I, uh, I went down for that because it was just before I headed back to New Zealand. Uh, I had to um, – I remember I went into New Zealand Pavilion and I said, have you got any newspapers from New Zealand? Because I haven't seen any news for like two years or something. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the – I'm like, who the hell's that? That's the Prime Minister, it's Palmer oh, yeah. I'm like, I've never even heard of him I don't even know who this dude is So yeah, um, that was interesting And uh, yeah, and then I Slept in a park bench Because uh, I was too cheap for a, a hotel Or something, and I wake up Okay, yeah,
1: carry on With, <laughs> with yes. somebody uh, my someone, face what?
0: getting licked And I'm like, what? what the
1: fuck And you're it's ga- a dog oh, I thought you Looking at say- my
0: face, but no, there's some But somebody got the dog on a leash and is holding the leash the dog's licking my face. Yeah, that's how you
1: do it. And
0: they just want to make sure I was still alive, I think.
1: Uh, I thought you were going to say someone was sucking on your toes. (laughs) That's where my mind went. (laughs) No. And with that gross mental image, (laughs) that brings us to the end of the podcast. So uh, until next week, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and Catch you
0: next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.